An entitled Karen demands that I give her my money from my paycheck to help pay for her phone that she broke on her own. In the end, though, karma comes back and bites her in the butt. Here's what happened. This happened a while ago, but I still think about it from time to time. I used to be an assistant manager for a cell phone company, and I was in my mid-20s at the time. One night, this girl and her friend came in as she had completely smashed her phone. She walks up to the first sales rep that she sees and proclaims because she bought the $25 tempered glass screen protector that had a lifetime warranty and that because the screen protector also broke, she should get her phone replaced for free. According to her, the sales rep had sold it saying if it breaks, we'll replace it under the lifetime warranty. He was very clearly referring to the screen protector because, you know, why on earth would a $25 product replace a $900 broken phone? I explained the difference to her and she just laughed. Then, after some more arguing, she sat in the way area for her mom and continued to make snarky comments and laugh at how dumb we were because apparently she was going to sue us. The mom comes in and is slightly more stable, but still insists that we crack open a new phone and hand it over. I explained to her that our system wouldn't even allow that even if we could. At this time for this store, this particular phone that they were looking to get a replacement for had very strict rules about discounts and warranty issues all had to go through this particular company itself. We couldn't write off a phone even if we wanted to. There was no actual way to do it. After about an hour of arguing, I honestly just wanted them to leave. I tell the mom that I'll credit her bill the entire $150 deductible if she will just make an insurance claim. She then says something that absolutely blew my mind. She tells me to take $150 out of my own paycheck and hand it to her now instead. I end up crediting the bill and telling her they have to leave. Eventually, karma did see itself smiling down on us. As ultimate payback came along, when the daughter comes flying into the parking lot a few days later and immediately gets pulled over by the cops for speeding and cutting across parking rows. That kind of ticket costs hundreds of dollars in our area. Every employee in our store watched from the windows while she argues with a cop. And honestly, after the experience I had dealing with this lady previously, this completely made my week. How stupid and petty can these people possibly be? The fact that they thought their screen protector somehow ensured that they would get a new phone for free, all because this idiot drops their phone in the first place, is just absolutely ridiculous. That is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I probably would have lost my job if I was in that situation and heard this entitled Karen telling me to take money out of my paycheck to pay for her stupid daughter's mistake. Like, no lady, I'm not going to give you my hard-earned paycheck, all because your daughter doesn't know how to hold on to her phone. She even had a screen protector to try and protect the phone, but somehow she still shattered it. And you want to try and take money out of my pocket to pay for her stupid phone? No, I don't think so. But at the end of the day, this entitled Karen's daughter got exactly what they deserved. And they ended up getting a ticket for cutting across a parking lot, costing them hundreds of dollars. That is a beautiful case of karma actually coming through for once that you would always hope would happen to someone who deserves it. I found out that my boyfriend is cheating on me by a random account that messaged me in private. And now I don't know what to believe. I recently started dating this guy. He's really handsome and I pursued him. I liked him. So I invited him out with 
with friends to the beach. At the beach, I posted a picture of us together on my Instagram account. And now, we've been dating for a month. Two days after I posted that picture, an account calling him a cheater followed me. I go onto that page, and it has multiple posts of conversations between him and some girl. One of them had a screenshot of my post, and the girl sent it to him saying, I hate you for making me a side piece again. I'm so done getting played. To which the guy I'm supposedly seeing responded, You are so crazy and I'm done with you. That's my cousin. And in this picture, he's referencing me as his cousin. Then the argument went on from there. In the caption, she wrote, The guy you're posting and showing off tells other women that he's spending some quality time with, if you know what I mean, that you're his cousin. Get used to this. Then she also posted a screenshot of him saying, Okay, she's not my cousin, but I just did that to hook up. She goes on and on, basically ripping into this guy, destroying any semblance of confidence I had in him. She then added all my friends to this page, and I feel so humiliated. I feel like she's unhinged, and I don't know why she's doing this. I feel she could have photoshopped stuff, and I have no idea what's going on. The girl apparently was with this guy for six years, but they just hooked up. I messaged her and went off on her, calling her crazy and a psychopath. She apologized and said she was wrong, and she didn't mean to hurt or attack me. She just finally snapped and couldn't take what he was doing to her anymore, and I was just caught in the crossfire. The guy I'm seeing says this is just some crazy ex-hookup. I told my friends what he said, and they simply don't believe him. They said the girl was posting screen recordings, and those are really hard to fake. He admitted that he was with her for six years, but he didn't take her seriously because she's a free spirit and does crazy stuff like this. She even messaged the father of my child saying that I'm a bad decision maker, that I'm dating a guy who's clearly playing and cheating on me, and that I'm being a bad mom to my son. She went on to say that I'm a bad influence around my kid during prime molding years that could mess him up. This caused a big fight between the father of my son as well as myself, as we were just trying to co-parent nicely. She said that this was between her and him, yet she messages my ex? She said she was sorry and did that before she talked to me. She said my ex called me a cheater and all these bad things and it made her spiral even more in an emotional state. She said sorry and that she doesn't believe him even though she did it at first and said it's none of her business anyways. She said she's going to stop and take some time to herself all because she has hurt somebody innocent in the crossfire. I told her I don't forgive her and her apology didn't seem genuine. How do I handle this situation in any way, shape, or form? What should I do? It's time to cut your losses and find somebody else to date. This new guy, regardless of how good he is or whatever kind of perception you have of him, has some very serious baggage that he needs to work out. And his ex-girlfriend is absolutely crazy. She went to the father of your child just to talk badly about you. That is another level of crazy that I can't even comprehend. There's no excuse for that, and seriously, you need to get away from these people. Both your boyfriend and his ex-girlfriend are absolutely toxic and you need to cut them out of your life. Think of your kid in this situation. Do you seriously want to raise him around some guy with this crazy ex-girlfriend, stalking him as well as you, as well as contacting your ex? 
I personally would not want to live in that kind of situation. The guy itself also seems kind of sketchy, and I just would avoid them completely. So get out while you can and get away from these toxic people. Because for the sake of your kid, you have to do better than this. Because this guy is not a winner, and his ex-girlfriend is crazy. And you do not need this kind of energy in your life. My daughter won't speak to us after we gave my niece her room. And I'm honestly not sure what to do about this. My daughter is 25 years old. She lived with her fiancé for almost three years. We have three other kids, with one of them still living at home, as well as another one only being home for the summer. Four months ago, my husband got an email from our niece that we've met only once. The email basically said that she needed help and that she had a bad home life. She had come to visit with her parents a couple of months before that, and I had a gut feeling that something was wrong, but I couldn't do anything about it. Long story short, in that regard, we got her out of there, and now she lives with us. My oldest was okay with my niece staying in her room when we thought this would be temporary, but it looks like her parents' parental rights will be terminated, and we will be adopting her. Now that we're most likely adopting her, she needs her own room. Giving her my oldest daughter's room just makes the most sense because she doesn't live here anymore. I called her and told her that it looks like we're going to be adopting the niece and that she needs a bedroom and that her bedroom makes the most sense because she doesn't live here anymore and it's the biggest. And for comfort reasons for this niece, it's the closest to our room. We told her that we'll be packing her stuff and that we can keep it in the garage for a few months, but she needs to come and get it and sort through it and decide what she wants to keep and what she wants to give away. She told us that if we give away her room, she'll never speak to us again. We tried talking to her about it, as well as the specifics of this very sensitive situation, as well as further explaining that this room can't stay her room forever and that we have someone that needs it a lot more than she does. But she said still, either we keep her bedroom and figure out another place to put my niece, or lose her forever. We thought that she would calm down eventually, and converted the room to my niece's room. We packed all of my daughter's stuff, and waited in the garage for her to come and pick it up. Now she won't talk to us, and has uninvited us from her wedding. And at this point, I'm at a complete loss. What should I do? It is actually baffling to me that someone could possibly act like this in such dire circumstances. I would like to assume that the dad in this situation probably explained that this is such a dire situation and the fact that she's acting like this is just absolutely ridiculous. I can't imagine someone actually having this response to losing a room that they don't live in anymore. Your daughter needs to grow up. She is way too old to be acting like this. She is also literally getting married. She is not going to be living in that room ever again. How can someone who's 25 still act like this? Plus, let's consider Consider the situation. This daughter does not live at home. She hasn't for several years, for three years to be exact. And this niece who's going through a lot right now, who basically got taken away from her parents because her parents are hot garbage, now needs a room of her own so that she can function and try and have some kind of positive upbringing. How could you be that selfish where you can't see the situation? Like, can this daughter not read the room, like, seriously? The fact that she is uninviting you to this wedding is absolutely appalling and just might be a window into how she's going to act as an adult and married. It's just ridiculous. There's no reason to act like that. 
In my opinion, you are 100% in the right for packing up all of her crap and getting her out of there and saying, hey, we'll keep it for a few months in the garage, but you got to get it. And it's really funny that your daughter has said, you know what? I'm going to cut you off. When in reality, she's cutting herself off from the entire family. This is such irrational behavior that's going to follow her for several years unless she fixes it and turns it around. Honestly, this is not a you problem. This is most definitely a her problem. And she is going to regret this much later in life if she doesn't get her act together. So good for you for giving this niece a place to live and vacating a very toxic daughter who's trying to claim this space that she hasn't lived in for three years as her own. If anything, it's time for her to grow up. And with her on the brink of getting married, honestly, that is not your problem. My parents are gaslighting me for not going to summer school, even though I passed all my classes. And I'm kind of at a loss. So basically, my parents have signed me up without my consent to voluntarily go to summer school, also I can brush it up for the next year. At first, my school told them no because I wasn't eligible, but my parents were persistent that they wanted me to brush it up on my work, so my school reluctantly agreed. I ended up not doing any of the online assignments for the summer school program because I honestly didn't feel like it, and I was just confused on why I couldn't just have a regular summer like everyone else. When my parents found out that I didn't do the online school program, they gave me a lecture about how I don't listen, saying that I'm a defiant child and that I do what I want. When I tried to express to them that I didn't think it was fair that I worked all year long and passed all my classes to prevent going to summer school, just like everybody else, but yet they were trying to make me go anyways. They said I was arguing back to them and said I was being rebellious. So the conversation just did not go anywhere. I just feel like they should be proud that I didn't fail any classes. I've just always felt like nothing was ever enough to them. I pass my classes, I don't have to attend summer school, but they still want me to go anyways. It's like I can't win. I feel like I earned the right to just relax during the summer, but clearly they have other plans for me. What should I do? Your parents sound super, super annoying. The fact that they signed you up for summer school classes, even though you've passed all your stuff, is just really uncalled for. You worked hard during the school year. You got everything done. There's no reason for you to take these summer classes. It'd be different if you failed everything and it's like, okay, if you want to try and graduate on time, you got to do this. But that was not you. So it's really unfortunate that they're pulling this kind of maneuver on you and definitely gaslighting you into trying to take summer school. So hopefully you don't have to take them, but if you are forced to take them, just think of it as you getting early credit so you can graduate early. That way you can get off to college and get away from your parents. Because these people are super dismissive towards your feelings, as well as the objective reality that you passed all your classes and you don't need summer school. I mean, even the school was hesitant to even allow them to make you take classes. They basically confirmed everything that you said that, yeah, I passed all my classes. Plus, isn't there some kind of report card system like online that they can check? Wouldn't that give them an accurate description of how you did during the school year and enough proof that, yeah, you don't need summer classes? So if you do have to take those summer classes, just think of it this way. You're one step closer to college and you're one step closer to getting away from these people. And if anything, that can hopefully make it all worth it. Should I stay friends with my friend's abusive ex? So I have a friend by the name of Sarah. That's not her real name. Sarah just dumped her boyfriend last week. I have been friends with Sarah for about five years, and she revealed in our friend group chat how emotionally abusive her boyfriend was to her throughout the years. He would gaslight her, try to give her an eating disorder, insult her, and pressure her into doing things that she was 
was not comfortable with. I never knew this was happening, and from my interactions with him, he did not seem this way at all. Her boyfriend doesn't have many close friends and is a little bit of a loner. Today, this ex-boyfriend removed me as a friend, even though he isn't aware that I know exactly what he did. So I went ahead and added him back, and he said that he unfriended me to move on from Sarah since I'm her close friend and she introduced us. I continued to pretend that I didn't know about how abusive he was to Sarah. My intentions of adding this guy back to my friends lists was so I could talk to him about photography, but he thinks that I am there to support him through their breakup, and he tells me that he wants to get back together with Sarah. Should I continue to talk to this guy, even though I know his past, even though my only intentions with talking to him are so I can talk to him about photography? What should I do? I think it would make you a terrible person and a really bad friend to go behind your friend's back and reach out to this guy. Why on earth would you want to even be friends with someone who is this terrible of a person? You could talk about photography with literally anybody else in the world, but you decided to reach out to your friend's ex-boyfriend who was incredibly abusive. There is absolutely no good excuse that would justify this action. Like, why on earth did you even add him back to your friends list? He honestly did you a huge favor by removing you as a friend. Your friend Sarah opened up to you and told you some very intimate details about her life and about how abusive her ex-boyfriend was. So to add him back and to literally reach out to him in any way is a huge betrayal of your friend. Unless you're planning on getting with this guy behind your friend's back, there is literally no good reason why you would reach out to him. And also, if that is the case, why would you ever want to get with this guy? He's a piece of garbage. He treated your friend terribly, and it's almost like you're completely ignoring that. So if I were you and I valued my friendship with this lady who told you a lot about what just happened, I would cut this guy off. Because adding him back just to talk about photography is a really bad look, and it shows to me that you really don't care about your friend's feelings. At the end of the day, though, we are known by the company that we keep. And pretty soon, once your friend figures this out, you'll be known as the friend that went behind her back and reached out to her ex-boyfriend, even though she opened up to you, trusted you, and told you exactly what happened. And that is honestly one of the most toxic things that you could ever do. And you simply don't need that in your life. Today I messed up by accidentally getting locked in a soundproof room for hours with no way of getting help. It was an absolute nightmare. This happened today and I'm still trying to get over it. Last night and this morning it rained pretty heavily. Most houses around here have basements with sump pumps. Mine is no exception but with a twist. There is a hidden room that you enter first, go down a few stairs through a tight pathway to where the pump is. I'm rarely in my house alone as usually there is at least one or two staff members present. This morning was a rare exception, and since I didn't hear the pump running, I figured I'd at least check it out. And honestly, this is where the mess up begins. For one, I left my phone on the kitchen counter without realizing it. And for two, it's a historic home, so the mechanism that operates the hidden door is very old and quirky. So to get a visual, the hidden door is in a heavy oak paneled room with a ton of shelves. The switch is embedded in a bookshelf and needs some force to get the shelves to swing open like a door. Occasionally, it sticks, and someone stronger than me has to get it to open. Well, it opened, but the weight and gravity clicked it shut behind me as I went through. The mechanism is the same on the inside, and it wasn't opening. At all. Whatever, I think. I'll check the pump and try again. The pump seems to be going, so I make my way back. 
Still nothing. I press, try hitting the switch with my palm. Nothing. It was at this point I realized my phone wasn't on me. Even if staff shows up, they aren't going to look for me, much less here, and I can't call for help. Panic sets in, and I'm fairly certain this is how it all ends. Locked in a room, checking on equipment I know nothing about in the first place. Several hours go by, and I finally hear footsteps above me. And that is when I start screaming. Fifteen minutes later, my very confused housekeeper gets the door unstuck and is greeted by me rocketing out of there, covered in tears and a flimsy nightgown. I was too relieved to even be embarrassed. I'm so relieved to be out of there, and honestly, the first thing I'm going to do is fix that door. That is such nightmare fuel, it's not even funny. Imagine being stuck in a room where you cannot get out, and you find yourself completely without options, trying not to panic. After the first hour alone of being in that situation, I would be freaking out. I would be trying everything and then some to try and get somebody's attention. I would probably even start pulling wires and somehow disrupting that sump pump so someone would come down here and check on it. That might have been a feasible solution to some Somebody coming down there a lot sooner, but even then, there's no promises. I mean, this could have gone all night. They could have been stuck in there for so much longer. If I'm being honest, the original poster got super lucky, and hopefully, next time that door gets fixed and nothing like this ever happens again. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.